What's going on? Hey, everybody. Oh, I feel like I miss you guys. Like, two weeks was, like, such a long time. I feel like so many things have happened. But hi, welcome back. It is Joy, and this is the Joy of Social Work podcast. Uh, my life has been in shams. How are you guys? It's so weird. Like, I feel like I want you to be able to respond to me because when I listen to podcasts, I, like, respond to them, and I'm like, they can't hear me, and they don't know that I'm talking to them. And then it becomes weird and awkward, and I'm like, oh, this is strange. But anyway, I wonder if you guys respond to me. Let me know because that would be cool because that's how I listen to them. Anywho, so, uh, so many things. Where do I begin? Um, let me give you an update. So one day, I think it was like a Sunday, I was having leg pains. And because Rashim's blood clots came from leg pain, I am extra super paranoid when stuff like that happens. So I'm like, it's bothering me, it's bothering me, it's bothering me, it's bothering me. I'm going to the hospital. So I go to the emergency room. The first doctor that sees me is like, there's nothing wrong with you. He didn't examine me. He, like, looked at my leg. He was like, it's not swollen. It's not hot. And kind of brushed me off. And I'm, like, still sitting there crying. I'm like, oh, God, please do something. And I think, luckily, he spoke to a different doctor. I think his supervisor. And the supervisor's like, well, we could just do a... um." Is it a sonogram, ultrasound? I think it's ultrasound. Just to, you know, make sure there's nothing there. And so the supervisor did it. And it was nothing. But, oh, God, why am I yawning so much now? Jesus Christ. Um, But, you know, it's still freaking me out because any little thing just freaks me out, basically. Um, I... <laughs> I feel like this is not where I want to go with this episode, but I'll just go into this briefly. Death scares me. And I know from like going to church all my life that you should not fear death because you should want to die because you should want to be with God. Yeah, cool, but freaks me out. What happens there? Is there heaven? What goes on in heaven? Do you just walk around for all of eternity? How long is eternity? Sounds like a really long time. Do you really connect with people that have died before? Like, I have all of these questions, and it freaks me the fuck out. So I think anytime I feel, like, any kind of pain, any kind of weirdness, I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to die. And what's going to happen? And I, then I start thinking about other shit, like, are my, hair, is my, are my nails done? No, because my polish is chipping. Is my hair done? No, not right now. I just took braids out, so I look like... I don't even know, but what are they going to do with my hair? Does the funeral home know how to do natural hair? Because that's important. Like, these are the things that I think about, which is why, which brings me to my next point of why my primary care put me on anti-anxiety medicine because a bitch is crazy. Um, And no, I shouldn't say that. I'm not crazy. And people who are on medication are not crazy. But... I, you know, I say things like, me, am I crazy? Because I think I am just on another planet with certain things. But, yeah, so my doctor put me on medication. I am on something called Boostpar. 
And she made it seem like I didn't have to take it every day. I needed to take it like as needed. So that's what I've been doing. The first time I took it, I don't know if I was anxious about taking it. So I did not sleep. I took maybe a nap around 6 o'clock in the morning, which if you can imagine, um, caused for a kind of a... An interesting day because I didn't really sleep. I mean, I like slept for that day from like 8 p.m. to maybe midnight. Then I was just up from midnight to 6 a.m. Every time I tried to doze off, I would have... You ever had that falling dream where you dream you're falling and you like jump? I would have that. But I think it was like me trying to fall asleep in my body being like, nah, 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 nah. We scared. We don't want to go to sleep. We don't know what's going to happen. So, oh God, choking. Uh, it just like freaked me out. Um... And I was like, mm, not taking that again. Then I said, you know what? Oh, so then the next day, I stayed up until maybe 3.30. And then I like was like, you have to go to bed. Close my eyes. Finally doze off. I don't know what time it was. Um, and then woke up the next day and went on about my regular daily stuff. The night after that, I took um the the medication and I also took some melatonin five milligrams and I was a little disappointed because I just assumed that the melatonin was gonna knock me out and it didn't um maybe I need a higher dose my doctor told me to start with one two or five no more than five milligrams because she wasn't sure what it was gonna do to me like if it was gonna knock me out too soon whatever um but it might have been at least two hours before anything happened. I think it might have been longer than that. And then I just kind of like laid in the bed until I fell asleep. Finally, I fell asleep. But then I woke up twice in the middle of the night, which is a lot, I think. I'm like a sleep through the night person. I don't feel like you should wake up to go to the bathroom. That's crazy to me. Um, but I woke up twice. And so... In my mind, the melatonin was supposed to give me some good peaceful sleep, and I don't feel like it did. So, eh, don't know how I feel about that. And then the next day, so this is all this week. So, it's Friday now. Well, it's like Saturday morning because it's 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, but this is this week. So, Thursday night, I went out with my friends, and I drank, and I had been trying not to drink. Because if you listen to the previous podcast, I talked about how my dad died feeling like I really developed like an alcohol problem because I drink a lot and I've felt like I drink too much and I'm trying not to drink too much. Um, so I haven't drank since Sunday, uh, which is why I think I couldn't sleep was because I had been sober and I think that I am some nights become, no, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really claim that because I do fall asleep without drinking. So I don't know what it was, um, but I'm trying not to even have like a glass of wine every day because maybe I was having like a glass of wine every day or every other day. So whatever. So I've been on this like, not going to drink, not going to drink. I went out Thursday night, I drank, and I was knocked the fuck out. <laughs> and I was also sick in the morning. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. But... 
I, the second time, the night that I took the anti-anxiety medication, the second time, I don't, I didn't feel anything weird. I didn't feel any side effects. So I am going to probably continue it. My doctor wants me to reach out to her and let her know how it's going. I feel like I only took it twice this week, so it's not really a good, like, hey, it's great. Hey, it sucks. So might wait another week before I reach out to her and let her know what's going on. So that's that. Oh, other thing. Uh, my therapist has vanished off the face of the earth. I hope she's okay. Like, the people around her are okay. Because I just think it's weird that she hasn't gotten back to me. So now I'm in the process of looking for a new therapist, which is semi-annoying because I feel like I am very, um, what's the word, uh, selective. And I have, like, <laughs> criteria that my therapist needs to have for me right now in this moment of my life. And so... It's been a journey. I reached out to somebody. They called me back, but I missed the call. And by the time I went to call them back, they were gone for the day. So hopefully next week I will have made an appointment, hopefully, and um, something. Or maybe get a referral for another one. It's annoying. Um, I don't know if I've ever said this, but I, it's harder. It's not harder. But it can be hard depending on your job insurance. Like if you have a job and you have insurance. Because all people you might want to see aren't on that network. And that's uh, frustrating if you're like, I really want to see such and such. And you don't want to pay out of pocket. I personally do not want to pay anyone $150 for an hour to talk to me. I'll pay myself $150 an hour to talk to myself. Like... I just don't want to do it. But if that's what you want to do, I know I have a lot of friends who had um, therapists who were out of network and they've paid for it. That's just not the life that I'm willing to, to live. Um, and maybe I'm depriving myself of quality therapy because of that. But I just think if I got health insurance, I'm going to use it for what it's worth. So I'll keep you posted on that and... If I find a new therapist, I find a new therapist how it goes. I just hate to have to tell the fucking story again. Um, you know, we're coming up on a year in a few in two months. And I just don't want to tell the story. Like I think I told it on this platform and people who even know me personally didn't know it. I, like, no one really knew what happened, and I didn't talk about it. I feel like I've talked about it, and now I don't want to. But I do feel like loss and grief has been a huge... Um, sometimes I can't think of words. Been a huge topic is not the word that I want to use, but... Um, can't think uh like a huge thing in my life thing is definitely not the word I want to use but I can't think of a better word right now um theme a theme in my life and I think it's impacted a lot of who I am and how I think and, and how I move and all of this stuff so I do think that it would be beneficial but it's kind of annoying to have to look for somebody else especially when you built a good rapport with someone like that sucks you feel comfortable, you like them, they know the, the background story, and now you're like, oh, I got to find someone else. 
which moves me to the topic of this podcast, which is companionship. So, as I say, like like with a doctor or a therapist or whatever, being in a relationship and then not being in a relationship, you you enter this realm of ugh, now I got to get to know somebody, and now somebody has to get to know me, which I think is the worst part of dating. And I haven't dated a lot, but it's something about the the like job interview of it all is annoying to me and I know it's necessary because you need to get to know somebody but oh god what what do you like to do for fun oh Jesus Christ is that what it was going to be like forever oh. so why companionship is like been a thing and a been a thing on my mind is because I have ne- feel like I've entered the realm of like I'm lonely and I miss my person think everybody around me for the most part has a person like they have someone that they text or call throughout the day they tell about their day they share information with they're the person that they either go home to or they spend time with after or before work they're their person and I feel like I don't have a person and like some people's person is a a partner or a spouse or boyfriend girlfriend some people's person is like their mom or their dad or their kids and I feel like I am on this island alone and I know that this is me being dramatic and I'm not alone but there are definitely moments that I'm like I don't have a person no like no one gives a entire fuck about me because everybody has their own person or people so I've been feeling very like blah and out of it and not I wouldn't say not like myself because that's not really true because I think this is kind of also a thing that I've experienced more than once. Um, But just like missing having someone that I can go to to be like, oh, I had a great day or like, fuck this shit. I hate everybody. Or like, I need a hug. Oh my God, what I would do for a hug. I mean, when, when people are like, do you think you like want to date? I'm like, I just want a hug. Like, I think if I had a good hug, I might could go another six months and be okay. I just like miss human contact of that kind. So as a result, and, and, and I went to see Black Panther twice and I don't think that that helped because there were so many fine men's that I'm like, oh my God, now I'm boy crazy. And now I just like, want to be with Michael B. Jordan and Winston Duke, and oh my God, how can I find them? And somebody, please, 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 please connect me to them. Like a mess. Like, get your life the all the way together, Joy. So, why, what has this lack of companionship and this missing companionship done to me? Uh, made me a fool, possibly, potentially. So, about a month ago, I would say, I had some friends in town visiting, and one of them and I went to, like, a happy hour. Or, like, we went out to a bar, and it was happy hour. And this old man was trying to talk to her, which we I thought was hilarious. She didn't, I don't think, thought it was that funny. But he was, like, a mess. Um, but I'll go more into that later. <laughs> 
And there was like a guy who was like watching it all go down. And I thought it was weird because the guy to me looked like Rashim. And I and he like smiled at me. So I told him, I was like, oh my God, a man looks like Rashim. And he smiled at me. She was like, I saw, I noticed it. And I was like, oh God, oh God, oh God. We ended up calling him over there because the old man was trying to like take my friend back to Virginia with him and like be weird. But um, talking to the guy, we're like having all this conversation and then... He's like, we should hang out. And I'm like, okay, this is weird, but this is like kind of cool. And this is like kind of comforting because you like look like the person. But then that's also weird. Like like 500 million thousand thoughts and feelings. Gave him my number. We talked for a little while. He gave me like an alias, but because. I was just like, I don't understand why you're telling me this is your name. And then you're telling me that this is your name. So now I'm going to Google you. Googled him. He potentially has a whole fight family and niggas ain't shit. But whatever. That's a horse of another color. But I still was like almost interested in speaking with him. Because I, I, I know that I'm not ready for to date. Like seriously. I don't want a boyfriend. Um, or any kind of like relationship right now. But there was something that was cool about him being unavailable that I was like, oh, but I think I like that because I think that works for me because there is like he'll never be able to commit to me if he has a wife, which is not something on a regular day that I would say or be cool with. But I think in this weird place that I'm in, it like made sense for like two weeks. And now I'm like, it's probably best that you kind of just disappeared. So that's the result of that. Like, he just kind of stopped answering text messages or stopped texting me, rather. So that's over. But also, in the midst of all of that crazy, I reached out to my ex. Now, my friends who are listening to this probably sending me text messages now and cursing me out. And those of you who don't know the story are probably like, well, whatever. Like, I still talk to my ex because I feel like there's people who either, I feel like you're one of two people. You either don't talk to exes because exes are exes and or you are the person that's like, whatever, like, we can still be friends. I never really had a take on it because I've only had one. I've only been in, in my mind, two relationships, my ex and Rasheen. Anything in the middle was like a situationship um, because there was no like commitment, I think. Maybe there was and I missed it, but I don't think that there was. So for me, it was just kind of like, well, I had one boyfriend before this and I don't talk to him because you don't want me to talk to him. Like Rashim was very much like an ex is an ex and like if you and I break up we're not talking I was like well goddamn he's like well I don't talk to exes like I don't believe I feel like when a relationship is over it just ends and so he was very against me talking like having communication with my ex and wanted me to block him and like all of this other stuff and because of like situations he had gone through with girls and their exes and all of this stuff and he just felt like I guess untrustworthy with that um but I was just like, okay, whatever, like, cool. I mean, I hate him anyway, so that's fine. I don't have to talk to him. 
But whatever. So present day, I reached out because I had a dream and I was about his family. And so I texted him and I said, had a dream about your family or was thinking about your family. Hope everyone is well. He's like, oh, such a pleasant surprise. Like going on and on and on and on. And then he basically said he wanted to take me out. And I'm like, mm, this is weird. I shouldn't hang out with you um, because you suck. But bitches like free food. And in the moment, I was like, and I want an apology. So I'm going to get into our relationship and all of that bullshit in a second. But I felt like I needed an apology because we broke up and never, there was never any kind of closure, any kind of conversation. It just ended really bad and it like stayed in a weird place for all of these years. So I'm like, "Mm, (coughs) maybe I'll go for an apology. Is it worth it? Do I need it? I really want to check because of other things that I might get into. Maybe I won't tell all uh, my business, but it's definitely a check or five that I need. Um, give me my coins. So I'm like, whatever, maybe I'll like get these things and then I'll be like, oh, I'm better now because I got whatever. Then I'm like, but then I feel guilty and weird and like I'm almost like being sneaky by having a conversation with him and Rasheem didn't want me to, but then how much of my life do I stop because Rasheem is in here? Like, it's just, I just have a million different things running through my head, you know, and then I have friends who are like, well, like, go to dinner. What's the harm in going to dinner with your ex? And then I have friends that I, like, say, like, I spoke to my ex, and they, like, make a face, and they're like, why? So, I don't know. I I'm I just I I haven't gone. If anyone is like the fuck, I haven't gone. So that hasn't happened. I don't know if it will happen. I'm almost leaning towards not because I think about when I think about like the shit that's happened. I'm like, you don't even deserve to be my friend. You don't even deserve me even speaking to you because you really were fucked up. And you're like, well, how was he fucked up, Joy? Tell us, okay. This used to be my favorite story to tell, and I would tell it to strangers on the street if they, like, said anything remotely about a relationship. But then I, when I started dating Rasheem, when I had, well, previous to meeting him, any situationship I had, that would be, like, the first thing I'd tell him. and be like, oh, you're in a relationship? No, because my ex did this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And I feel like sometimes in a relationship, or when you meet people, you give them so much information that if they have bad intentions for you, then they use that to just do you dirty. And I felt like so many dudes just did me dirty because I was like, oh, my ex was so bad. And they're like, all right, I'm just going to lie to this bitch and pretend that I'm not the same kind of dude that her ex was. And maybe that wasn't all of them, but I think that, but with the exception of one who was just a weirdo. Um... And I think he didn't know he was gay and was trying to figure it out. Other than everyone, other than him, I think used it to, and I wouldn't say hurt me, but like used it to not be a great person to me. So when I met Rasheen, I didn't really even get into it. 
until months later. And he's like, why didn't you tell me this? And I was like, you know what? I didn't think it was something I wanted to talk about right away. And and I think it made our relationship so much different because I went to it as a victim, as this like woman scorned or whatever. I just went into it like this is me and you get to know me and like that's a part of my life and a part of my history, but it's not everything that I am, which is what it used to be. Like I think my story used to be my parents died and my boyfriend cheated on me and now it's like, yeah, these are things that have happened to me, but that is not who Joy is. That's not all who Joy is. So anyway, what happened? So I met my ex in high school. He was my childhood best friend's ex, well, boyfriend at the time's friend. Does that make sense? So yes, my friend's boyfriend's friend. Now her ex-boyfriend, but whatever. Um, They went to high school together and they lived in the same building. So he like... Liked me in high school, but I was like, no. Like, I just wasn't interested. And, you know, I was always like, I should have kept that uh, first opinion of him because whatever. But anyway, you're living and learn. So we started dating my senior year of college. And the first year was great. Like, he was my first. I was old when I started having sex. Um... TMI maybe maybe not I don't know so he's my first and I always felt like don't be that girl that's like so caught up on her first like you can get out of it if you have to and I don't even think that the first thing was what kept me I think it was like low self-esteem but anyway so first year was good second year was when shit started to get rocky so it was the summertime I had dropped my friend off at her house and I was driving down 161st street in the Bronx by Yankee Stadium And I was like, hmm, that guy looks like him, but he's making out with another girl, so that can't be him. But then I got this feeling. Like, I don't know if anyone's ever had, like, "Mm, some shit is going down, some shit is not right feeling. But I had that, and it was like butterflies, and I was sick, and I was nauseous. So I bust a U-turn, an illegal U-turn, drove back around, and then I realized it was him. I drove up on the sidewalk. Because, I, you know, in my mind, I was about to be about that life. Jump out the car. The girl walks away. And he goes and follows the girl. Now, we in a whole relationship with you. Or maybe we weren't. <laughs> but you go and follow the girl to make sure she's okay. And you leave me parked up on the sidewalk like a fucking crazy person. And you're like, why are you here? But then I was so upset. And in the moment, you know, if... If ever that were to ever happen to me again, I would absolutely never give somebody a different, a second chance. But in that moment, he's like, don't be mad. I'm sorry. And I said, okay. And, I, and that set the tone for the rest of our relationship. All he had to do was say, I'm sorry, don't be mad. And I said, okay. Now, I could do something like burn a grilled cheese and it was the end of the world but he could go fuck another bitch and it wasn't you know and it was just but you teach people how to treat you and what you allow they will continue I told him it was okay to cheat on me because I never got mad enough to leave so that was like the first incident um and there was so many. I mean, this was like MySpace days. This dude hit me up on MySpace and was like, I think your boyfriend is having an affair with my wife. Like, I mean, 
Shit got crazy. I mean, it was like so many things over these. I don't even remember all of the the stories. But the the thing that that ended us a month before we made seven years. Like this was a long time. Both of my parents died during our relationship. And I wouldn't even say he was like supportive. I remember one time I was crying. This was maybe six months after my dad died. And he was like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm sad thinking about my dad. He's like, it's been six months. And even at the, and at that point, I was like, all right, well, I can't even, like, cry in front of you. I can't even have emotion. Like, it was just, it wasn't a great relationship. But I didn't like myself so much that I thought that that was all that I could get. Also, he would say things like, all men cheat. Um, um, he would say, like, at least I don't hit you. Or at least I'm not talking, I don't curse at you, I don't do this, and I think in that moment, I felt like, oh, okay, well, if we break up, then I gotta get to know somebody else, and what if they're worse, because he's told me, like, all men are worse, and I, like, had seen my friends in relationships, and, like, him and his friends, and I'm like, Jesus, like, men suck, (laughs) maybe I should just stick with this monster that I know, it gotta get better one day, but it was never going to. Oh, he thought he was. He thought he was having a baby on me. I paid for a paternity test. I mean, when I say this was a, 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 a this was a uh, interesting relationship. I want to stop saying the word crazy. This was like not some shit that was real life. I, the, I, like who is on DNA Diagnostics website making appointments? For your boyfriend and his potential baby mother. Like, what what was life even about? But that was that was what I was going through. And at some point I started to suffer alone because my friends hated him. So I and like would be like break up. And I'm like, oh but you I what if uh, 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 and like I said, I didn't love myself. I don't think I'd started loving myself until I was maybe like 27, 28. So it's been recent and I I accepted so much bullshit because of that. And I didn't think I was worthy of anything other than the bullshit and like that somebody even cared about me a little bit was what I should accept. And you know, fuck that. Anyway, so what ended up ending the relationship, we were like, okay. Like, it was like an okay day. We, like, hung out, had come home. He'd gone to sleep. And I was just, like, taking selfies with my weave, I remember, like, laying on the couch. And I don't know. I, I say sometimes, like, I feel like it was, like, my parents. Sometimes I'm like, it was God. I don't know who it was. But something said, go through his phone. And I'm like, every time we go through this phone, because I've done it like, and that's, it's a bad, it's a bad thing. I think when you start going through, I think you start snooping and going through shit because you don't trust the person. And if you don't trust the person, then you already know what you're looking for. And so it was like, go through the phone. And I'm like, nah, we're not doing that no more. Especially today. Today is a good day. And it's like, no, 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 you got to go through the phone. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going through the phone. 
Well, I go through the phone. I go through the text messages. I don't see anything. I said, okay, let me find out. He ain't out here cheating on me no more. Now that's sad when that's like your reaction. So I put the phone down. I'm like, watch, whatever, I'm doing something. And the voice, the feeling, the intuition, whatever it is, is like, go through the pictures. I'm like, what? I've never gone through the pictures. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go through the pictures. So I'm going, scroll, 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 see a video, pass it, go, 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 scroll, scroll, scroll. Then I'm like, I wonder what that video was. I go back to the video, press play. I see the back of a girl's head in a pink bathroom. At the time, we lived together, and our bathroom was pink. And that wasn't the back of my head. And I'm, like, watching, and I'm, like, maybe a little tipsy. Or maybe not, and I just am in so much enraged and, like, have that same, like, feeling in my gut that doesn't feel good when you're like, oh, shit, something is wrong. And then his dumbass turns his head to the mirror in the bathroom, and I realize he's having sex with someone in our house in this video. So all of the years of disrespect and dishonesty like boiled up inside of me and I ran into the bedroom and I like hit him and I was like, you fucking bitches in our house? And he's like, no. And I'm like, you're a fucking liar. And he's like, why are you going through my phone? Like, how was that even your response? And I was like, oh, get the fuck out of there. So we're now we're like, he's trying to wrestle me for his phone. And I, this is like the first time that we were verbally disrespectful to each other. Like we was, I don't even remember. I know I was like threatening him. I sent a text message to my friends like I'm about to stab him. And my friends are like calling me. I'm not answering the phone. They're like, do you want me to come over? One of my friends later on was like, I did drive by your house to make sure you was okay. I was like, I, I thought about killing him. I honestly, honestly, honestly thought about killing him but I it was this was December of 2012 I had just graduated and I said if I kill him I won't be able to use my degree like that's legit the thing that kept me from stabbing him in that kitchen that night so I'm like Becky she get the fuck out of my house so he's like if I leave I ain't coming back I don't give a fuck so because I was I was through. I was so through at that point. So he packs up some stuff. He's like, I'm coming back for the rest of my shit later. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out. He gives me his key. I'm like, bye. He leaves. Then I fucking like start ripping shit down in the bathroom. And then I'm like, well, now you can't take a shower because you don't have a shower curtain. But I just couldn't be in the bathroom knowing that somebody else had been in. Like, you were in my house, bitch. And you let somebody in here? Like, you, fuck you and her. But anyway, neither here nor there. Um, so, a few days later, oh, so no, like, the next day I was like, I can't live here because, nah. Like, I don't even know, like, has he had sex in our bed? Like, I didn't even know any, like, I just had all kinds of feelings. I was like, I gotta go. So, I emailed the landlord. I told her I'm moving out. She's like, is he moving out? I said, I don't know, but I'll tell him to reach out to you. So he called me. He had gone on, like, vacation. Now, this is the relationship where I never got a birthday gift, a 
Christmas gift, Valentine's Day gift. I think I got one Christmas gift and one Valentine's Day gift. We were together for almost seven years. I don't think I ever got a birthday gift because he never had money, but would always like have money for the things he wanted to have money for. Huh. Also, I know I told y'all that I, my last year of grad school, I didn't have a job and I was living off savings and he would have the nerve to be like, I can't pay all of the rent this month, which is why I'm in financial struggles to this day. But anyway, that's another story for another day. So he calls me and he's like, I'm back in New York from vacation. I was like, okay, well, I'm moving out. So you need to let the landlord know if you stay in or not. He's like, where are you going to go? I said, don't worry about where I'm going to go. Because this is, again, this is December. I started working in November. So I had a job for a month. And I had to find a place to live because I couldn't fucking stay there. So a few minutes later, I think I was on the phone with my friend Maya. And the doorbell rang. And I'm like, who the fuck is ringing the doorbell? So I go downstairs and it's him. And I'm like, what do you want? He's like, I'm ready to get married and have a family. I said, well, when I wanted those things, you didn't want them. You was out here fucking bitches in our house. So, no, I'm leaving. So he ended up moving back in because he was going to stay in the apartment. And I moved out. And then, like, I went on with my life. But there was never any, and, like, they, it just ended. Like, it just was like that. I, like, moved out. And I'm not saying, like, we had never spoken after that. Like, there was still there was still times right after we broke up that we were still having sex. At, at one point, he told me he was having a baby with someone else, and I was devastated. Like, he was really having a baby this time. And I was so hurt because for all of these years, all I wanted him to do was get his life together so we could have a family and he wouldn't, and then he was having that with somebody else. Now, I'm not saying that their situation is good. I don't even know what the fuck their situation is. I ended up meeting the girl, but um, I just was like, how could you fucking have a family with somebody else, but you wouldn't have it with me? Like, it was, like, hurt. But um, one day... <laughs> I wanted to, for me, I needed to know for me that these things weren't happening. Like, he wasn't cheating on me. He wasn't disrespectful because of me. Like, I needed to know that I was a good person. And I think, for me, I got that, and that he was the fucked up one. And I got that answer because after he had told me he had a baby, one night I was like, let's have sex. And he was like, okay. And he did it. And I was like, in their bed at this point. And I'm like, oh, okay. You just ain't shit. And I think from that moment, and I don't even remember when that was, but from that moment, it was before I met Rashid, so it was more than four years ago. So from that moment on, I was like, oh, nothing, it was never anything that I did. It was just, he was a not great person. And then I was over it, and I was over him, and I was like, "Mm -mm, don't want nothing to do with you. But now, like, now he's like trying to, be my best friend and I think it's so weird and I like I said I have all of this I have guilt about it and I have anger and like but part of me like I said wants my coins and I don't know that I need an apology but I definitely do want my money back because there was definitely some investments that 
I would like to be reimbursed for. So, but I don't know if it's worth it to get it. What do you guys think? Is it worth it to get my coin or leave it alone and move on with my life? Let me know. Let me know. Let me know at the joy of social work at Gmail. <coughs> Choke on the mic at gmail.com. The joy of social work at gmail.com. Joy with an I. Let me know if you think I should go to dinner or not. You can just say yes or not. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where I am. It just kind of like, I just really want a hug. I swear, that's all I want. I don't want no sex. I don't want no relationship. A bitch just wants to be held. And then I think I might be okay for like a little while. And then I might need another hug a little later on. But like, I think that's really all I need right now. So yeah, and like, I miss my person. I just miss having my person. It's March it's our anniversary month. You know, like, I think everyone was really sad in February because it was his birthday month. And March, like, our anniversary is just a thing for him and I. So, like, that's something that no one else is caring about or, like, it won't affect anybody. But, you know, that's coming up in a few weeks. And I'm thinking about that. And what we would do for our anniversary is, like, each, we would, like, take turns planning what it would be. And so it was my turn. So part of me is like, well, should I still do something? But like, what do you do for your anniversary when the person's not there? I don't know. So many things. So like my brain just never stops. So, yeah. Um. So that's like what's my update and like my issue right now. <laughs> or my issues because I think there's more than one. But I did get a listener question. Somebody asked. Let me read it so I can get it right. When was the last time you laughed so hard that you teared or peed your pants? Um, You know, that uncontrollable can't breathe laugh. And what was so funny? Um... I have been really thinking about this since this person sent me this because I was like, when is the last time I like really, 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 really laughed? But I would say since then, yesterday, so Thursday when I went out with my friends, the, and I think it was because I had, so rum punch makes me a little emotional and like many different kind of emotions. And so the waiter was cute and I was like, he's so cute. And then that was because I'm boy crazy. And I was like, what's your sign? He's like, I'm a Leo. And I'm like, oh, my God, me too. And then he, we, like, gave each other a five. But then I, like, held on to his hand. And my friends are like, let go of him. And I thought it was so funny because I didn't even realize that I was holding this man. He was, like, trying to do his job. Um, I don't know if it really made me pee. I think it made me, like, almost cry because it was so funny because I was like, what is wrong with you? You need help, Joy. Stop. And then my friend was like, my friend thinks that you're um, attractive. And he was like, well, I think she's beautiful. I think she's very beautiful. And then he was 23 years old. And I was like, oh, my God. If I was like a fast kid, you could be my child. And then, then, then it was over. But, yeah, so maybe that's what it was. But, yeah, so that's what's going on. I need companionship. I miss companionship. I just, like, miss my boo. Like, I just miss, ugh, so much. I just really do. Like, this is just something irreplaceable about having somebody that is your person. 
<clears throat> that I think in a moment you might take for granted. <clears throat> but when you don't have it, like everything in life, when you don't have it, you're like, oh, I really missed that. And I really should have cherished that more. I remember when my dad died, my mom being like, I miss fighting. And I was like, that's so weird. But I get it. Like, I get it now. Like, I get miss you miss those like interactions with that person. Like I miss him being like my stomach hurts and I have to poop and he wouldn't say it like that. But like stupid shit like that. I'd like be like, Oh, I have a poop story. He would appreciate this. Like, but nobody else gives a giant fuck about me going to the bathroom, but he would. But yeah, before I get into a weird fucking poop conversation, that's just that. So that's where I am. What I would say is, my takeaway for the week is like live your life for you and don't feel like you have to meet anybody's deadlines and like I didn't really go into that but I feel like there are a pocket of people who are like you can absolutely meet people not that you have to like go get married but like you can absolutely meet people and start moving on with your life and then I think there's a pocket of people that are like it's too soon, you should never date because you are his wife. And I wasn't, but I think feel like that. And it, I have this, like, I don't know, like, unwritten pressure to be his girlfriend forever, which I think I will be, but, like, do when, when can I, if, I can move on. So I feel like I'm stuck there. And like, when do you move on? Can you move on? How do you move on? Like all of that stuff. Not that I'm saying like, ready to be in a relationship. No, not at all. But like, in thinking of the future of like, is it in a month? Is it in two months? Is it in five years? Is it when I'm 96? Like, when is it? Does it ever happen? And like, who dictates that? And I think I do. And I want everyone listening to be able to dictate your own life and how you want to do things. And it doesn't matter what other people think or say because it's your life. And live and do the things that make you happy. And remember how you let people treat you because if they let them treat you bad, they will continue to do it. Because some people ain't shit. And that's it. Thank you for listening. Again, Email me, uh, thejoyassocialwork at gmail.com. Go on my, if you follow me on Instagram, you can send me questions and stuff through there. Oh, speaking of Instagram, last night on Instagram, I posted, am I on a date? Well, clearly, I just said that I was with my friends. So, no, I was not on a date. I am not dating. Um, but if somebody want to take me on a date, I'm going to go. But it needs to come with a hug. And that's all that I got to say about that. Thank you again for listening. Check me out in two weeks. Okay, so I don't think I ever said this on the podcast, but this podcast comes out every two weeks. So this is going to be released on March 4th. Let me look at a calendar. And then the next one for March will be March 18th. So stay tuned. Keep listening. Every two weeks we come out. Um, Maybe if I feel like my life becomes more interesting, it'll be more often. Or like if I feel like I really have the time. Not that I don't have the time to do this, um, but I just feel like, You'll get annoyed with me every week. So I don't want to bore you or annoy you. So <coughs> every two weeks is when it's coming out now. So this is coming out March 4th. Next one, March 18th. Hit me up, please. I want this to be like interactive. 
talk to me, people. Have a great one. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy your social work podcast.